Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. This is the Nun Report. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in today. You know, there's so much going on. You know, this White House, man, this White House does nothing but lie. Every single thing they do, and they get caught. And finally, it looks like they're caught in a lie that even the mainstream media can't ignore. The fact that they... Uh, they suppressed and slowed down an investigation into Hunter Biden. They intentionally, the Department of Justice, that is, and the IRS, intentionally stopped the vice president's, then vice president's son, former vice president's son at that time, from being uh, prosecuted for felony tax evasion charges, amongst other things including uh, tax deductions that Hunter Biden made for prostitutes. He paid for prostitutes, and he thought that was a tax deduction for one reason or another. But the thing is, what I'm getting at is, is it's getting really hard now for this White House to avoid having to answer for these things, but they still avoid. They don't give comment. They refuse to talk about it. Well, CNN is talking about it. MSNBC is talking about it. NBC is talking about it. CBS is talking about it. So it's not just Newsmax. It's not just Fox, as if Fox is a conservative station anymore. Seattle's all-star game is coming up pretty soon. Baseball all-star shifting gear. They uh, expect the citizens of Seattle to clean up around the stadium because it's an absolute shithole. And the, the, the sad part is, I don't know what's more sad. The fact that the city is asking citizens to come out and help clean up after the homeless and the, sh- and the, and everything else is down there. It's bad. I'm going to show you some video from Jonathan Cho, who's a Seattle investigative and on-site journalist. I don't know what's worse, the fact they're asking the citizens to help out or the fact that the citizens actually are. Because we pay tax dollars. We all do. And we expect that our public officials are going to take care of public issues, such as cleanliness in the city, enforcing laws, you know, little stuff like that, right? The submarine, unfortunately, imploded is the final verdict, but... The plot gets deeper after yesterday's show. I didn't have this at the time. So, yes, unfortunately, it did suffer a catastrophic loss. On the bright side, from all the experts, it it sounds like they didn't even know it. It, it, That happens in in one millisecond. The implosion happens, and it takes the brain 20 milliseconds to even register anything. They did not even know that anything was wrong. They were just there one millisecond and gone the next so at least there's that, you know, there was no, it seems like the chances are there was no suffering or whatnot, but the plot thickens. See, it seems that we have, uh, and, and this is a good thing. This is a good thing. Our military has listening devices all over the ocean to listen for submarines and, and that sort of thing. That's great. That's great. They heard the implosion happen shortly after the, the, the time frame lines up shortly after they lost communication then they heard what was could have been the implosion. They thought it was. They notified command, who notified the search party. This was on Sunday. For four days. And they let the administration knew too, because the military knew. For four days, they let the Coast Guard and other resources go out there 
risking other lives. I mean, going to sea is never a, a, a freebie. It's never a given that everybody's going to be safe, regardless of how good the weather is. You're on a floating platform in the middle of nowhere in water that will kill you in minutes because it's so cold. I know it because I've lived it. I've fished in the Bering Sea in Alaska for many years. Lost a lot of friends up there. They knew on Sunday that this sub had imploded and they suppressed again that evidence. This administration has given us no reason to trust them whatsoever in anything. They suppressed the, it started before the election. They wouldn't let them prosecute Hunter Biden. They suppressed the laptop, even they knew about it a year before the election and the FBI authenticated it in November of 2019, a year before the election even happened. And then they suppressed it, said that it was a non-story, said it was Russian disinformation, colluded with big tech to spread that lie. Impeachment one, impeachment two, the Ukraine phone call, the J6 BS. Now we have this. Just every step along the way, they gave you no reason to trust them. At any rate, they knew the sub had imploded. They knew that it was gone on Sunday. Four days, they left resources out there searching for something that was a lost cause, and they knew it. Why? Was it to create a distraction so everybody was focused on the sub while the news came out about the IRS whistleblowers? Seems plausible considering everything that this administration has done and has not done. Joe Biden thought it was good to call the Chinese leader a dictator. Now he may be, but good, good diplomacy does not mean you get out there and call your adversaries dictators. China didn't take too kindly to it. This administration seems intent on starting World War III, even though they said that it was Trump who would do that. He turns out to be the only president of the last four or five that had never got the United States involved in a war at all. Good diplomacy would be, yeah, what Trump did. Yeah, you know, Xi's a, a friend, China. You know, yeah, we can talk with them. I talk with them all the time. You don't just sit there and call them out. You don't embarrass these people publicly. You don't, you, you just don't do that. So let's start with what's going on here in my hometown of Seattle. Uh, you know, God dang it. I love it up here in the Northwest. It's beautiful country. Uh, during the summer, it's really hard to beat. It's gorgeous. It's green. There's lots of water. There's mountains. And we got a little bit of everything right here, all within an hour's drive. Water is never far away. But we live, you get into the cities and their shitholes, you, and it, it's permeating into the rural areas more and more all the time. But city of Seattle, you know, they decided that, well, because the All-Star game is going to be here this year. Well, the, the stadium area, which, which consists of our professional football stadium and the baseball stadium, they're all in one little area. 
a few blocks up the street is Pioneer Square, which is a complete, it used to be a really cool place. People used to go there and bar hop all night, live music everywhere. It was it was fun. It was a party atmosphere. It, it was kind of like the gas lamp district in San Diego or, you know, the Riverwalk in, in, in uh, uh, was it San Antonio? Uh, boom. Maybe I'm turning to Joe Biden. But you get my point. Every city, most cities have this area that's cool. Well, Pioneer Square in Seattle used to be that, but not anymore. It's a shithole. It's full of human feces and homeless. And they're not just bums like they used to be. These people are aggressive, drug-addicted, criminal, homeless people. Okay? Right there by the stadium. They have uh, an area along the waterfront underneath what used to be the Last Way Viaduct where campers and tents, all the urban campers, all the druggies, all the homeless people just live. And the all-star games come in here and they're not going to be too happy. So the city of Seattle, ask, hey, a community cleanup, uh, June 23rd, 9 to 12 p.m. So three hours for three hours, they asked people of the community of Seattle to come out and help clean up the streets. T-Mobile Park, Seattle Mariners, Seattle Metro Chamber, and Together Washington invite you to, to get to the city ready for the big baseball event coming up. Meet at Mariners Parking Plaza at 9 a.m. for our kickoff community celebration with refreshments provided. And there was a long letter provided that I'm not going to read through, but they were asking the community, okay, and we're going to go around with bags and we're going to pick up garbage and we're going to clean up the area. Yay, yay, yay. Who wants to go down there and pick up needles? human feces, garbage from all these people that's been sitting there for who knows how long. They need a hazmat, hazmat crew, not citizens. Jonathan Cho, a local reporter here in Seattle, he uh, um, he does a lot of great stuff. He's got at, at Cho Show. Make sure you check him out. But he's on the streets of Seattle all the time. And not just Seattle, but the, the the surrounding Puget Sound area up here in the Northwest. He does a great job of just documenting and commenting on what exactly is going on out there. And uh, this is some good stuff. So here's some, here's some footage. There's the baseball stadium right there. That's where the all-star game is going to be played. And you can see as we go through this video just how bad it is down there. Check it out. I'm familiar with this area. This is 3rd Avenue and Holgate. You got the stadium there in the background. This is what people from all over the world, tourists, are paying a lot of money to come and see. And they're going to have to, they're going to see that stuff. They're going to have to walk through this. Underneath the, the uh, on-ramp or off-ramp right there by the stadium. I know the area, so I can sit here and describe it as he's going the through it. He comes and tries to move. Yeah, airport yeah, way. Right, over there, over there, over there. You've been moved many times. No, many times. That's what I, police. I, I bring the police. I explain what the police. That's what I explain. What if the city comes and tries to move you yeah, again? Yeah, what I explain? Just like you guys, police coming like this. I explain more. Just like you guys coming straight through. I know me. Okay. I explain more. I'm the move. I'm the 
I grew up in this town, man. It was never like this. It was a beautiful city. This makes me sick. It really makes me sad. You get the point, right? So I don't know what's sad, more sad, the fact that, I mean, there's a lot of sad things here. The city of Seattle is asking citizens to come out and do what their tax dollars should have already taken care of, them, and that's clean up the shithole down there around the stadium. The fact that it is what it is with all the homeless encampments that just got showed on that video, or the fact that people actually showed up to help. Supervisors. We know who these people voted for, right? And, and other things to help support uh, today's activities. And I want to invite you all on July 7th at Westlake Park. We're going to close down Pine Street. We're going to kick off the All-Star festivities with a free concert at noon at Westlake. Umi, a Seattle uh, artist who uh, played. Anyway, that, yeah, so they showed up for that. They showed up for that. Uh, Hunter Biden has caused his father a lot of issues. But see, the story here, let's not get too caught up in Hunter Biden. Not too caught up in the fact that Hunter Biden evaded taxes, that he tried to deduct money he spent on hookers from his taxes, that he was a drug addict, that he broke gun laws, federal gun laws in this country and got off on it. Let's not focus on that because the real story is Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the big guy. Joe Biden is the crime master. He's the mob boss. He's the godfather of the Biden crime family. And he always has been. He was there when Hunter was doing his deals. He lied over and over again saying, I never do anything about Hunter's business deals. BS. He was right in the thick of it and benefited from it monetarily the entire time. That was all exposed in the laptop. It's been all over. And finally, finally, we get some whistleblowers from the IRS that came through, presented actual evidence in the form of a WhatsApp communication between Hunter Biden and a member of the CCP where Joe Biden was right there in the room as his son was trying to extort money from a member of the Chinese Communist Party. It's become so bad that mainstream media, including CNN, has had to start covering it. That's pretty bad. Check this out. They say that their recommendation actually had the backing of some of the prosecutors who were working this case more closely. And so here's what uh, Gary Shapley, who is the, uh, the supervisor, the IRS supervisor, who came forward. This is what he says. Uh, I am alleging with evidence that the DOJ provided preferential treatment, slow walked the investigation, did nothing to avoid obvious, uh, obvious conflicts of interest in this investigation. Of course, this means that Congress is going to spend more time investigating what exactly happened behind the scenes at the Justice Department and at the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. Hey, Evan, you know, one of the things yesterday is I was kind of following this throughout the course of the day, the, some of the messages that were released that were made public um, or the allegations of certain messages uh, undoubtedly draw your eye and make you ask questions if you're not inside the investigation. Uh, what are these messages, and do you think that what the agents wanted, that there would be further investigation, is possible now? 
Yeah, I think that's the second, that's the major part of what their complaints are. Again, these are two agents who were very seasoned and they've, they've been following this investigation very closely for years. And they say they were not allowed to investigate uh, very thoroughly some parts of this, uh, some parts of the evidence that they say pointed fingers at the city. So that's regarding the, uh, the sitting president. It was, I was going to say that I cut him off a little bit early. Sorry about that. So that's regarding the IRS and the, and the tax evasion charges of Hunter Biden. And now they're talking about communications as we go forward that implicate Joe Biden. And for that, we're going to take a look at this IRS report from CBS. Gary Shapley spoke to congressional investigators in May. He said IRS investigators recommended charges for tax evasion, filing a false tax return for the tax years 2014, 2018, and 2019, all felonies, plus charges for failure to file or pay several years. Those are misdemeanors. A conviction on these charges could bring hefty fines and up to five years in prison. But the plea deal filed this week by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney David Weiss said the the president's son agreed to enter guilty pleas for two misdemeanor tax charges. As part of the deal, Biden will avoid full prosecution on a separate gun charge. A source familiar with the terms told CBS News his legal team expects probation, not jail time. Shapley also alleged there was a recovered 2017 WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to a Chinese businessman over an outstanding payment stating, quote, I am sitting here with my father. We would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Hunter Biden allegedly texted, according to the transcript, I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. CBS News has not independently verified the message. The U.S. attorney in Delaware declined to comment on the whistleblower allegations, but in a recent letter to Congress said he has been granted ultimate authority over this matter. Okay, well, let's hope that he is going to do something, although I don't have high hopes. People, this is worse, way far worse by leaps and bounds than Watergate ever was. This is probably the worst criminal activity cover-up, corruption. I had, those. what yesterday's show was about in the history of, of the United States. Because they think that they don't have to answer to anybody. They think that they're the party in control and they re refuse to answer. We're going to go through that. Here's a little bit deeper about exactly what was in that message. See that, and they do, they think they're above the law. So I just cited two liberal sources, CNN and CBS. Let's see what Newsmax has to say about it. Now Fair we and balanced see here. it didn't matter who was investigating Hunter Biden. When the DOJ blockades him, the case is over before it begins. And now the media and the American left, so blind to reality, can rest easy knowing that their president is still the noble statesman that they thought he was, a true patriot, unlike that awful Donald Trump who stole those documents. You want to see just how clean the Biden family is, how uncorrupt they are? How about this text message to Henry Zhao, who is a Chinese Communist Party official? This is Hunter Biden texting a CCP official. I'm sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, 
I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, Joe Biden, and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. That is a text message from the IRS agents that investigated Hunter Biden for five years. How about that? That doesn't sound that doesn't sound nefarious at all. That sounds perfectly normal, right? Ay, ay, ay. Well, they asked Corinne Jean-Pierre about it. And of course, your favorite press secretary of mine, Corinne Jean-Pierre, today she's wearing a white dress. Maybe she was feeling a little uh, virginal or something like that. I don't know. But maybe she was trying to portray that, hey, look, we're innocent. I'm in white. Hmm. I mean, they're the ones who make it about color, so I may as well bring it up as well. I just noticed that just now as I'm looking at the, the clip, I'm going, why is she wearing an all-white dress? It's weird, man. Is she getting married today or what? Here's what uh, here's what she had to say briefly, and then we're going to go and extend it here in a little bit. Check it out. Karine, have you spoken to the president about this? Have you asked him whether he was there with his son on July 30th? This is not a conversation that I've had with the president. Again, I would refer you to the White House counsel. Do you plan to have that conversation no. with the no. president? No. No. Did the president speak with you? No. No. No, no, I'm not going to answer that from this podium. I'm not going to answer it at all. I would refer you to, to the White House counsel. She never answers. <laughs> well, she's not the only one who wasn't answering anything. How about Kirby? This is what when he was asked about it. Check this out. The House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenged. Uh, that included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent. This is beautiful. Look at do you see his, his eyes like, oh, shit. Watch him squirm as this reporter. Uh, this is Rosen from Newsmax, someone who's not worried about losing his job. But, but what's interesting is after he asked the question is that, that all the other reporters in the room start going, yeah, yeah, what about that? What about that? And you can hear the, you can hear the rumble of people going on. And, you know, this is good stuff. But watch... Watch Kirby's reaction here. First, he's like, oh, shit, here it comes. Here we go. By Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official, which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z... If I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then, that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. We're good. We're good. I'm not. James, James, let me just, let me save you some, let me save, let me save, let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing, I don't, I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Thank you. 
Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Yep. I'm out. I'm out. They don't know what to say. They What can they say? They have actual texts that this is real stuff. This isn't a he said, she said sort of thing. There is evidence to this. And two, not one, but two IRS whistleblowers that corroborate each and everything that's going on. So what are they going to do? Normally they would say, oh, well, that's just some extreme MAGA, you know, Republican conspiracy theory from, you know, blah, blah, blah. They can't say that now. And so they don't know what to say. They know they are up shit creek and they are looking for a paddle of any kind that they can find. But what can you say? This administration is corrupt to the core. I said it earlier. President Biden is the godfather of the Biden crime family. We right now have basically a a mafia family running this country. They benefited through their influence and illegally traded that influence for money for personal gain. That is no longer in dispute. That is no longer a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. And they can't handle it. They don't know how to respond. They don't know what to say. What can they say? Other than, I've got no comment on that. We have no comment on that. And they should shut up because they're going to end up in court. And they know that. The reason they won't say anything now is they know that anything they say right now will incriminate them in any future legal proceedings. So I guess they're doing what they should do. Let's just keep their mouths shut. (laughs) The most corrupt attorney general in the history of not just the United States, but of the world. Check this. You said previously you've stayed out of the Hunter Biden investigation. It's been on David Weiss to figure that out. Can you once and for all shed a little light? There seems to be a little confusion on what's going on here. Uh, I'd be happy to. As I said at the outset, uh, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration, would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to, and in any district in which he wanted to. Mr. Weiss has since sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee confirming that he had that authority. I don't know how it would be possible for anybody to block him from bringing a prosecution, given that he has this authority. I'm saying he was... He doesn't... He wouldn't answer it. So he was never told no, and Garland said he was given the... He wouldn't answer the question. Of course he was told no. But you got to maintain plausible deniability, right? Karine Jean-Pierre was confronted about it a little bit deeper. I'm going to play, this This went on, this exchange went on for over four minutes. Of the, everyone just started to pile on and even the mainstream legacy news media, they jumped on and started asking questions about this because there are, these are serious, serious Allegations at the very highest level. 
and they need to be answered. They need to come. They, there needs to be there needs to be an answer for this. And so far, it's almost like they were caught flat-footed. You would think that I mean, they know that they did these things. They know that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did these things. They should have a they should have a canned answer already ready. If they were professionals, if they really knew what they were doing, if the adults really were in charge, they would already have an answer to it, and they'd be ready, and they would put it out there. They'd already have their talking points. They'd already, now that now they're now they're from behind. I love 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 that this administration is right now having to work from behind. We're finally in front of them on something that they can't deny, that they can't brush off, that they cannot ignore. So we'll see what they come up with. It was fun to watch uh, Karine Jean-Pierre squirm just a little bit. Curly wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? Not a reasonable question to ask whether the President of the United States was involved, as this message seems to suggest, in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealings by a son. Is that something, if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So that. here's the thing, I, and I appreciate the question. I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what my colleagues have shared, uh, and so I would refer you to him and the, D and the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. I will, what I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He, he uh, addressed this. <laughs> he did? House counsel. I just don't have anything else to share. I just, I just, I just answered yes the question. No? I just answered the question. Yes or no, was the president involved in the I just Stephen, Stephen, I just answered the question. I just said, I just, this is, it's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answered the question by telling you my colleagues at the White House Council has dealt with this, and I would refer you to them. Go ahead. Can you just remind us what your colleagues said from the White House Council so we have it? I would, I would, I would refer you to them, and they. <laughs> she doesn't even know. My question is about your statements from that podium. You stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son. And you stood at that podium and you reaffirmed that. Do Look you at her. By your I, Exasperation. What I would say is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House counsel. This is not a change? I just answered the question. You, asked, you just asked me, do, does my statement change? I just told you nothing has changed. That's answering the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Stephen. I'm calling on your colleague right now. Go ahead. Thank you. To, to follow up on my colleague, is there anything that you can say with regard to this text message and what the president's son was alleging? Was the president there or not? I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House. God, she sounds like they a criminal justice. exercising her right to remain silent. She's like, I, I'd refer you to counsel. I'd refer you to counsel. Watch her. She started to get kind of angry and gruffy, and then she realized... I am surrounded right now by a pack of wolves. And instead of, you know, I mean, really, I mean, she probably did the right thing, you know. Uh, is that what I'd like to hear or what we'd like to hear? No, I mean, we want her to answer the questions. But but obviously she's hiding something. Obviously they have there are legalities involved. They're scared to death of that. And so just like a criminal would has the right to remain silent, they are referring everything to counsel 
And it was interesting. The one reporter said, uh, so can you remind us of what the White House counsel said? She doesn't even know what the White House counsel said. She's just been told, if you got a question, any questions about this at all, just refer them to White House counsel. And uh, she didn't even know what, no, uh, uh, well, no, I'm not going to talk about that from here. Next question. And all the questions were the same. Again, this went on, that was about half of the exchange. There was another half that was even more, um, I I had to clip it down and, and, and choose the best overall part. And so that's what I did. That was uh, that was the exchange there. So remember all those years when Biden was out there saying, mm, no, I never had any business dealings. I didn't know anything about Hunter's business dealings. I, I didn't. Well, evidence says otherwise. Hunter Biden's laptop says otherwise. His WhatsApp messages says otherwise. The whistleblowers from the IRS says otherwise. Joe Biden is going down. This seems like a very unescapable crime. I don't know how they, they bury this. I don't know how they escape from this, even when since the mainstream media is jumping on it, even when a, a submarine can't distract from it enough that it goes away. His son has been indicted. I think there's going to be more indictments for Hunter. I don't think this is the end of it. I think this is just the beginning. But let's go back to the beginning. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses. President Biden met with at least 14 of Hunter's business associates while he was vice president. Then Vice President Joe Biden had dinner with his son Hunter along with Hunter's business associates from Ukraine, Russia, and Kazakhstan. And the day after the dinner, a Burisma executive sent a note to Hunter quoting, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50% of his earnings to his dad. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. His son, Hunter, joining the then vice president on the official visit to Beijing. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Ten days after the Biden's trip, Shanghai authorities issued the fund's business license. And uh, Hunter introduced me as, uh, this is Tony, Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. The email reads this way, quote, at the moment there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. Ten held by Hunter for the big guy. I a thousand percent sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. I met with the former vice Tony president. Tony Bobolinsky, a business partner of Hunter times. and Archer. A newly revealed text message shows Bobolinsky was apparently warned by business partner James Gillier. Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. Chinese executives admitted to reporters that they were actually introduced to the vice president by Hunter Biden. Hunter and the then vice president seen with a pair of Mexican billionaires. At the same time, Hunter had been working on energy deals in Mexico. Joe Biden also had Hunter and his business partner fly on Air Force Two to Mexico. His closest business partner, Hunter, has made at least 19 visits to the White House and other official locations, including a sit down with then vice president Joe Biden in the West Wing. There's photographic evidence of Biden on a golf outing with both his son Hunter 
and a man called Devin Archer, who was another member of the Burisma board. We also know that Devin Archer in that picture had a meeting in the White House, one-on-one -on -one meeting with Joe Biden about a week before they joined the Burisma board. So that's just a super clip that was put together. It's two and a half minutes longer than I usually play. But I wanted to play the whole thing through because it, it just kind of lays it all out. This family is corrupt. They've been involved in corrupt deals forever. They're in with China. They're in with Ukraine. Why do you think we're fighting in Ukraine? How compromised do you think our president is? I think he's very compromised. I think that they have dirt on him. I think that the Ukrainians have dirt on him. I think the Chinese have dirt on him. I think Russia has dirt on him. And that basically he has to bend over and do whatever they want. He has to do it without lube. This president is treasonous. He's dirty. He's filthy. He's a liar. He's a thief. To use an old term, he's a scoundrel. And he needs to be in prison. Will that ever happen? No. They'd like to put Trump in prison for its documents. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is selling his influence to foreign entities, not just foreign entities, but enemies, including the Chinese Communist Party, in exchange for favor. It's, people, man, it doesn't get much worse than this. I don't know how it gets any worse than this. And then he, he has the nerve to call, you know, the Chinese uh, leader a dictator and this and that. Um, before I go, I just want to, I mean, well, oh, speaking of influence, here's, here's the state dinner last night. Check this out. Was, was Hunter, guest, was Hunter please the make state your way dinner. to your seats. Dinner will begin shortly. Thank you. Maybe he's soliciting more money for uh, for his father's influence. He's out there hobnobbing with the the state dignitaries and the million and billionaires. Hey, uh, maybe my dad could do something for you. If he would send us $5 million, I'm sure I could get him. Hey, Dad. Love you. Yeah. Um, hey, Dad. Yeah, we're going to give these guys $5 million. All right. Hey, how about you? Do you have $5 million? Uh, oh, okay. Well, if you have $5 million, I'm sure we can, I'm sure we can help you out. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And that's the price nowadays is $5 million. So, so, you know, that's the going rate. Okay. I get it. He says, hmm. but this guy might have some money here. Meet, meet her. Distinguished guests, please make your way to your. <laughs> Someone needs to do some uh, some of that uh, lip reading stuff on that. Um, I'm not the best at it, but I could just imagine that that's what was going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, before I go, I want do want to mention it's coming up quickly in, in about a week on July 1st up here in Washington State. We're having a, a, a private gala fundraiser on an exclusive estate. If you're up here in Washington State, you can get you can get tickets. Uh, you have to go to JoeKentForCongress.com slash Gates. And I'm going to pop that up here on the screen here real quick. JoeKentForCongress.com slash Gates. And you can get tickets for this event. And what is, what is this event? It's on a massive estate on Lake Taps here in Washington. Beautiful, beautiful place. I've been there. It's, it's gorgeous. I can't wait to get back. I'm going to be emceeing the event, by the way. 
So Matt Gates will be there. Joe Kent from the third district here, another America first uh, candidate will be there. Oh, and guess what? Gubernatorial candidate here in Washington state, Sammy Bird is also going to be making an appearance. He's going to be sitting there at the table and uh, doing that. So anyway, if you want to, Get tickets for that. Make sure you do. Check it out, man. It's going to be good. It's a Gatesby event, that uh, the Gatesby, because the theme is Gatsby. So dress in your 20s, not required, but it's going to be fun. You know, dress up in your in your 1920s themed gala dinner wear and uh, join Joe Kent, Matt Gates on Lake Taps, and also Semi Bird will be in attendance, and yours truly as MC. Lots of stuff going on. There's going to be auction. There's going to be magic. There's going to be fire dancers. There's going to be a jazz band playing. It's going to be a little bit of fireworks. It's going to be off the hook. And I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, it's Friday. You guys have a great weekend. All right. I know I'm going to. If you've just been uh, listening on the radio, whether it's renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report because that's where you can see all the video and stuff that I put up. Also, all my other videos are on there. If you want to support and amplify another America First Patriot, this is how you do it. Subscribe to Rumble. It's free. They're not going to spam you. Go to the Nun Report channel. Follow my channel. Like this video. Like the other videos. Make sure to tune in regularly and check it out. That's how you help. If we amplify each other, if we support each other, it means something. It really does help. It, it, it gets the generic algorithms going. It gets it out to more people and it pumps it out there, gets the truth out more often, more regularly to more people. And that's what we want, right? Okay. I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report, except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. And also Twitter because I don't have the the on there. It's just at Nun Report. Or I could just not have said any of that and said, go to my website at nunreport.com. You can link into everything. One stop, one shop. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>